Welcome into episode 23 of the Gym Podcast. Last week we talked about the idea of avoiding temptation, the importance of that, why we have to, why we need to avoid temptation, and to have a strong enough why internally. And so this week we wanted to turn toward something that's not necessarily sinful, um, but I think we can say it's unwise, and that's the idea of youthful vices. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we start, I just got to say Joe is uh, wearing that Nikola Jokic shirt. 100% right. you know because there's a finals game happening tomorrow night um, so I'm, sh- I'm sure it's the, the good juju that you're trying to get going there <laughs> whatever will work I wore this on um, game three okay you know we I don't think. talk about that actually so and we can, uh, we against the Lakers mo- and LeBron we can just move uh, on we don't yeah, have to talk about so that it worked out don't really want to hear about it um, <laughs> no but uh, we're on episode 23 too that's LeBron's old hey, anyway um, yeah so we wanted to talk about some things that are just yeah, youthful vices is the best way to put it. Things that young people are involved in a lot of times and things yep. that we can't you can't really necessarily come down on and call them a sin. And there are some of there are some that we're gonna talk about that people might go, um, I'm pretty sure that is a sin. Yeah. They're not. I mean, you're not with all these things that we're gonna discuss, you can't say if you participate in it you're going to hell. Right. However, they're unwise. They're things that young people should not should not be doing. And it's different than what, like what we talked about last week, porn. Um you know, messing around with your girlfriend, language, all that stuff, right. lusting. There's no debate that that is Very much that is sin. wrong. That's an abomination yeah. to God. We can't be caught dead doing those things. This stuff, not so much. Um, I guess do we want to highlight all five or keep them guessing? What do you think? Let's keep them guessing. Let's keep them guessing. So Let's I'll let you guessing. get us into this first one. Yeah. Uh, once again, to preface, your parents may watch this with you and go, "I'm sorry, what? They're not saying that's a sin? No, we don't think so." And the first one is tattoos. We don't believe tattoos are a sin. Now, the older generation would probably <laughs> yell at us and tell us how wrong we are right. because, of course, they, they very much feel like, of course, that's a, that's wrong. Um, and they're going to jump to Leviticus 19.28. Yeah, Leviticus 19.28 talks about um, you shall not tattoo any marks on yourself, um, something about cutting your flesh for the dead, and I'm the yep. Lord, or whatever. Um, yeah, you can't really use that to say that tattoos are wrong because right before it, he says, "Don't shave anything on the side of your head." You know, uh, don't. I think he says, "Disfigure your beard." Like, we never really look at that. Like, that's right. never something that gets bound. But all of a sudden, we want to jump to the tattoo verse. Um, if you and, have a nice looking fade, you're right. You're, you're in luck. No, we never say that. Now, I want to be very clear. I think tattoos don't look very good. Like, I'm not a tattoo right. guy. At all. Uh, neither I, am I. I. I will never have one. I will encourage my kids. Please don't get one. I don't think they look good. I so think. why? Why? Why wouldn't you encourage? So I've actually got on the outline. They just look stupid. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about, I know there's people that get tattoos for uh, reasons, you know, they lost a child sure. or some people sure. get their wedding ring tattooed or something like there are, you know, okay reasons for tattoos. Like, I'm, I'm not really talking about those people when I say they yeah. look stupid, the ones that are maybe for a purpose. But let's face it, a lot of the tattoos you see, they just look so dumb. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I had a guy that was, you know, I'm, I'm closer to a younger guy, and he, uh, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. What do you think? I was like, I think that's the dumbest idea ever. Like, I think it's a terrible <laughs> idea. So I'm not pro tattoo. And the reason is for that reason, but also just, I don't know, I feel like they make you look less. I take people less seriously when they have tattoos. I'll put it that way. And maybe that's you might look at that and say, "Well, will that's a you problem?" I, I think statistics back up that employers do that as well. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of a lot of places of work require you if your tattoo is, you know, again not one of the religious ones or a uh, you know the name of a kid or something. They have you cover it up. Like they don't want the tattoo showing because it does give off a a an unserious look, yeah. I guess. And I know the tide is kind of turning on that where tattoos are becoming more and more normal. That's fine. I just, I'm not a big fan of it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I'm, I agree. It's kind of like going into a job interview with super greasy hair. It doesn't give the impression you're hoping for, right? right. It just doesn't 
you're already having to cover it up or go, you know, my dad owned his own business and he had a guy one time come in and um, had a very graphic tattoo on his, um, on his forearm and um, of a pretty serious topic. And my dad asked him, like, I got to ask, you know, what, what's the deal with that? And he said, I got it when I was young and kind of one of those big regrets. And he said, um, yeah, does, does this kind of, does this come up in job interviews a lot? He's like, all the time. Yeah, of course all it the does. Time. Yeah. Of course it does. I mean, he's got this, this horrible thing right on his forearm. And um, the big thing for me and the reason why I don't really believe in them and why I will encourage my kids not to get it, this is for life. Like, yeah. few things are for life. Getting married should be for life. Having kids, obviously, you want them, you know, you're, you you got to raise them up. But even that's not for, you know, you raise them up until they right. leave the house. And yes, you're still a parent, but it, things change. This one doesn't. Yeah. So you better be real confident when you go to get that thing that it's going to, you know. The other thing is, not only does the tattoo usually look stupid, even when your skin is nice and stretched and it looks good. What happens well, when you're 75, yeah. <laughs> There's a guy working at a, at a hockey rink that I used to go to and um he had this tattoo on his forearm it literally was black a blob of black ink you couldn't tell what <laughs> right. it was he got old and it just like it doesn't come off and yes there are well now we can laser it off okay if you want to have something lasered off of your body i guess go for it <laughs> but i would right. rather not yeah, like, i'll pass on i that, would rather yeah. not so i just think again can we call it a sin to to say you cannot get tattoos no, you no. can't. And the evidence for that, if anybody's watching, yes, it is a sin. You, nobody is disfellowshipping anybody for having a tattoo. That's right. You either, if, if you do, if you truly believe that, then you have to number one, demand that Christians with tattoos laser them off, yep. or two, you have to say, all right, then you're disfellowshipped. And yeah. You're not going to do that. No, because it's 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 not. It's just not that we don't think it's the wise in the world. It's not wise. And just consider, I may want this today, but what I would encourage you, you know, encourage you to do. I would take a month, three months, six months. If you're thinking of getting one, let's say you're 18, 19, you're out on your own, you're like, hey, I can get a tattoo. Um, is this going to inhibit any potential prospects? Is this going to hurt uh, getting a girl, religion, job opportunities, things like that? And do I still want it in three months? Do I still want it in six months the way I want it today? Like, it's like getting it's a, a new, I don't know, pair of shoes or something or a new clothing item. It's, it's really exciting. It's really cool to wear those shoes and to wear that clothing item right. for, what, three weeks? And then after that, you're kind of, all right, ready for the yeah, next well, thing. Well, I want this for, for forever. You cannot wear the shoes. You can't not wear the tattoo. That's exactly it, where you get it placed and what you decide to get. So we just think it's unwise. That's yeah. number one. Get us into number two. So number two, vaping. Um, youthful, for sure, a youthful vice these days. I mean, young people. I remember the first time um, that I was offered to take a hit, I guess, of a vape. I don't, know how, I don't know what the kids are saying these days. Somebody tried to get me to vape with them, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is that? It looked way too close to, to drugs. So I was like, I'm, I think I was like 15. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm not yep. doing that. So it's been around quite a while. Um, and, of course, they're marketed like they're safer than cigarettes. And don't smoke cigarettes, you know, vape, you know, e-cigarettes yeah. or whatever. Um, this is very unwise. Again, can we call it a sin? We could actually get into an argument, or not argument, a discussion about our body being the temple, which sure. in First Corinthians chapter six, nineteen to twenty, talks about our body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's in a sexual context. It's not really talking about this, but I think there's maybe some applications we can draw from that that we are to treat our bodies well. Um, so I'll save that one for a second. Um, when it comes to vaping, there are so many toxic chemicals that you are oh, yeah. just putting in your lungs from vaping. That that in and of itself is a reason that you know. I would advise even more strongly, like with my kids, and be like, "Hey, 
I really wouldn't get a tattoo. I would advise you to, to not with right. vaping. I'm gonna no, you will not be vaping. Like that's no, not an option. Not. And again, less because it's a sin and more just because it's so unhealthy. And we can say you could look at nicotine addiction and you're not supposed to be mastered by anything or yeah. sober. We could talk about some of those things. Um, I mean, it is horrible for your body. Body's a temple. There's all those. But I've heard the other side of well, it's just chemicals. It's not actual. Um, it's not nicotine, which the jewels are, and a lot of the a lot of the ones yeah. that kids are smoking. Um, um, are jewels and they are nicotine based, uh, which a lot of people don't know. But you can make the claim, oh, it's just chemicals. It just tastes good, whatever it is. Here's the problem: there are no long-term studies done on any of this stuff. Yeah, because this is all right new. now. You are the guinea pig. You are the studies. Right. So in a decade where you're dying of emphysema and you go, boy, that was a really bad idea. They're going to come out with all these studies. Ninety-two percent of people who smoke. You don't know. You don't say. You don't right. know. I mean, nicotine's been around for quite some time. We do know the effects. We know it's very negative. We know it's very addictive. And we don't know about this. There stuff. are some stats on it. I don't know if you want to get into some of these. Sure, the one it. that I found compared to non-smokers as far as e-cigarettes go, 34%, if you did vape and you did use e-cigarettes, you were 34% more likely to have a heart attack, 25% more likely to develop coronary artery disease and 55% more likely to suffer from depression or anxiety. 55% more likely to suffer from depression. That's not good. That's not good at all. And so, you know, look up the stats. I mean, and yeah. I actually did just prefer, I just Googled it. Like, is it worse than cigarettes? And basically all the articles said, no, it's not worse than cigarettes. Um, it, it is slightly, I guess, better for you than cigarettes. But also the, the articles also didn't hide from the fact that it's it's not good for you. Right. And like you said, we don't have the long-term data to look at. Yeah, exactly. We're shifting from cigarettes used to be the thing, right? Like yeah. Our parents or grandparents, like that's the – you'll you'll see the fawns on the happy days or something. And like smoking, which now I'm thinking about it. Does he smoke? I can't remember. But that, that look. That was the rebellious right, thing Exactly. The James then, Dean, yeah. like, yeah, you smoke a cigarette. Um that's not the case these days. I'm not seeing a whole lot of 18 year olds as you go out on campus looking at a, or as you go out on a, you know, high school or whatever, smoking cigarettes. And now it's vaping because now they vaping, look like, yeah. and the other thing is they look like uh, little USBs. <laughs> so a lot of parents are like, oh, the kid just got a USB in his backpack, not knowing. I saw one that is like, it, it was uh, shaped like a highlighter, like a, like a school hot. So they'll just stick it in their pen oh, yeah. cup or whatever. And sure enough, I mean, vape, vape pens yeah. look, and, and you can sneak them into concerts and everything else. I mean, yeah, I've been around it a bunch and seen all sorts. And, yeah, they are very fooling to parents, so they have no idea. But if it was something you were supposed to be doing, are you comfortable doing it in front of your parents? And they are addicting. I mean, I think that is something we can safely say. Maybe it's not a sin, but you aren't to be mastered by anything. You don't want to That's get right. yourself caught in something that you're like, I can't really stop. And one in seven, those are the other stats I meant to read, one in seven high school kids are regularly using this. Um how many kids are not regularly using it but are getting talked into it, getting peer yeah. pressured into it, whatever, just to take the hit. And you might say, well, it's not addicting the way nicotine is. Granted, the oral fixation can certainly be addicting, and these chemicals I do think can be addicting, and the slight high you get from it certainly can be addicting. And this is where, because I was going to ask, and we got to move on, but I was going to ask about the body as a temple thing. Because um, you hear that with people you know, talking about alcohol and you know stuff like They'll say, well, Cokes are bad for you yeah. or, you know, Big Macs, yeah. yeah, Big Macs are bad for you. So should you just not do those? What you just brought up about, you know, the, the highly addictive nature, that to me is what separates it. Like yeah. you can say Cokes are addicting and, you know, some people I guess are, you know, have to have one every day for the most part. They're not, they're not addicting. This stuff is, and that's what makes yeah. it different. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's very dangerous to your body. It's just unwise. And with all of these, as you'll see, and I was going to say this to the end, but really the question is, why are you doing it? Yeah. 
Do you really, I mean, is it done for because you just happen to enjoy it and you can do it once every three months? Still don't do it, I would say. But even then, that's different. If it's for a peer pressure purpose, if if the tattoos is because you think it's going to look cool and get you a higher status with some chick or whatever else, like consider why you're doing these things. They're, we think they're unwise. They may not be sinful. We think they're highly unwise. Yeah. And so you have to know your motives as to why you're willing to wade into something that is rather unwise and stupid. Um, know your motives. Third is gaming. We talk about highly addictive, right? Um, yeah. And we say gaming, of course, we're talking video games, but it is gaming is a culture now. Like it, it is. is and it, not even a subculture. Like it is a culture. And I, I want to stop here because neither one of us have a tattoo. I've never vaped. I'm I've assuming you've never vaped. I've never vaped. We have played video games. Like th- right. this is somewhat different than the first yeah. two in the sense that we are not saying don't ever pick up a video game. In fact, in the yeah, last two episodes ago, we talked about the importance of sports and how it is objectively better to go out and play basketball than it is to play video games. And we believe that's true. Yeah. It's 100% what we believe. However, you know, we're not saying it's wrong to play video games. Ever. We've played video games with each other. And so this one's different than the others. But this one also can be just as addictive as vaping. And it can be really just as unwise if you find yourself always running to it. And I think that's what we're talking like. There is a difference in this is your go-to pastime. It's what you always want to be doing versus, yeah, I enjoy playing video games every now and then just like a good movie, right? If you're in front of a movie every single night, that's probably not great. But if you enjoy it every now and then and it's a nice escape for you, that's not a problem. I think that's the differentiating factor. But so many people these days, it's their go-to. It's their escape. It's what they always want to be doing. There are a few markers of addiction, of course, this goes across the board. Um, and this is when you know we've stepped into the, okay, this is really not good. Um, this is more than just a habit. This is more than just a, you know, a fun escape from stressors of school or life or whatever else. Um, first, compulsivity. Do we feel it's compulsive? Like, yeah. I have to go have home to, and play yeah. a game. Second, is there an increase in frequency and duration? Uh, all of a sudden, you go from playing a couple times a week to, okay, I need to play like five times a week, six times. I'm every single day. I'm before school, after school, things like that. Um, I'm playing for six hours at a time. And third is the inability to stop despite negative consequences. Mm -hmm. So you stayed up playing Fortnite or whatever the game is or whatever the cool game is these days, Destiny, I don't know, um, until 2 a.m. You didn't get any of your studying done. You fail the test. But then you come right back you were, to it. You were late to stop. work or whatever. You were late yeah. to work, right? Yeah, exactly. You flunked out of college because you were playing too many video games. Those things happen. That's really unhealthy. You go, well, I haven't flunked out yet. You know, I haven't not passed the test. That doesn't necessarily mean you're not addicted to it, but those certainly are markers of addiction. So just be aware of that. But I feel like this gives you a false or, or like a cheap sense of accomplishment. We talked oh, yeah. about this before. Um, and, and I think we talked about this in the sports one and, and in a few others of like, it does. We do get a dopamine hit. We do get that rush of accomplishment when we beat the level. That's the way these games are designed. They're designed to be addictive. So if you say, well, they're not addicting, they're doing it for a reason. Because yeah. when you play a certain amount, then you end up doing the, the things that you can buy in the game. You buy the next game, the next game, the next game. So these companies make money based off of you getting addicted to these things. That's why it's very scary. Like our relationship can be can turn sour with video games very quickly. Think about the the first time you ever put in a really really hard day's work as a kid, worked mm-hmm. out on the farm, or you know did something that you first paying job. And yeah. You, you you looked back on the day and you were like, man, you felt good, right? You accomplished yeah, no something. You think about you know when you worked your tail off to write that eight page paper single spaced, right? And man, you maybe pulled an all-nighter, you did some serious research, you hit submit, you look back, and man, you feel accomplished, right? You, you did something. 
video games can give that that like you're saying it's in a sense of accomplishment but it's so fake yeah. it's so cheap you didn't accomplish anything you beat a video game like it's right. it, it i think all of us especially as guys crave that sense of accomplishment with with work with sometimes with sports with whatever it is and so we get kind of the the knockoff version right the, the cheap fake version that's right um through video games, and so that's definitely something to be mindful of. Again, we're not we're not trying to be the old men yelling at clouds, you know, that's young right. people on their video games these days. That's <laughs> not who we are. Um, we just think there's so many more productive uses of time, yeah. and that's the last thing we have on here is that there's just so many better ways to spend your time. Again, can it be used for leisure and just a nice? Sure. Even, sure, absolutely. But you know, if you're playing video games instead of spending time with your wife, that ain't great. If you're spending time playing video games and not spending time with your family if you haven't left the house yet, that's not great either. I really feel like this wouldn't have been a thing like, I can't maybe a decade ago, maybe a little more. Like, yeah, you had the Halo parties. You had people that, that had the addiction for sure. It just wasn't super common. The reason we bring this up as a youthful vice today is because I know, I personally know kids that stay pretty much in their parents' basement, oh, yeah. and play video games Hours. all day. Hours. In Japan, they have a name for it. I think we've talked about it before, but they have a specific name for guys who stay in their parents' basement and play video games. Three million of them in Japan. They don't know what to do yeah. with these guys. They can't get them out. Like, it's a public, it's a pandemic, and they don't know what to do with it because these guys are addicted to the game. So it's so ironic, and then we'll move on. I was looking up just, you know, cool things that happened on June, since today's June 6th. Um on June 6, 1944, D-Day, mm. the invasion of Normandy wow. started. You know how many 17, 18-year-olds were involved in, in storming the beaches of Normandy on D-Day? And you get a lot of 17, 18-year-olds now. That was accomplishment right oh, there. Yeah. I mean, you had a lot of those young men that passed away. Oh, yeah. You look back on that on after that day, if you survived that, <laughs> obviously, PTSD, all, all those things would be going through your mind. But, man, talk about feeling accomplishment. we got young people playing video games these days. Yeah. And so, again, we don't want to continue to talk. You know, we're not anti. It's, it's okay every now and then. Don't make it your your escape, your go-to, right. your, your vice, really. Um, the, the next one kind of ties into that, but it, it is very different. Phone addiction. Hmm. Um, as far as a youthful vice, this is one I saw a stat the other day. We referenced it on Think Deeper. I actually wrote an article about it. Um, on average, your 10 to 13-year-old demographic is spending eight hours a day in front of a screen not counting schoolwork. Oh, my word. So a lot of young people do their schoolwork on their computers or whatever now. It's not counting that. So outside of that, eight hours eight hours a day on a screen. And this is one that is, oh, man, it is so dangerous. It is so – because you think about kids are given tablets at two years old now. Oh, yeah. Two and a half. And that's – so, Think yeah, about the this, neurological effects of that. I mean, just from a scientific perspective, it messes with your melatonin. It messes with your serotonin. It messes with a lot of – natural brain chemicals that are intended to induce sleep and intended to induce calmness and everything else and it and it either raises or lowers those levels to really unhealthy places so from a brain perspective being on on a phone eight hours a day but i just think it takes you away from the world yeah it takes you away from productivity it takes you away from um connection with others from reading from from broadening your horizons from doing things that are really that you're going to be proud of how many people spend and I know it's more our generation probably that's on Twitter, um, you know, the Twitter, the Reddit, the the Instagram, things now like that. YouTube but YouTube and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? And Snapchat and TikTok obviously are some of the newer ones and such. But like you – or ChatGPT at this point. Mm -hmm. um, you can spend so long in the virtual world that you forget what it's like to live the in the real world. world. This is one that I'll, I'll be 
fully up front with, I have struggled with this before mm-hmm. of not knowing when to put the phone away. Sure. Of, you know, got to, and it's real bad for me in the sports season when I'm wanting mm-hmm. to get on Twitter yep. and see, okay, what's everybody saying about the the latest game or Nikola Jokic being amazing or like, I, I, I'm scrolling Twitter, you know, sports world has a lot to say about that. Yeah. Sure. And the, I'm sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, he's actually doing something in the postseason. Go figure. Um, hey, watch. <laughs> um, so you've got, but you, you got that where it's so like, it's just everybody's go-to, right? I'm at a stoplight. Pull my oh, phone yeah. out. I'm waiting in a waiting room. Pull my phone out. At church. Yeah. And in so between, yeah. This is something church. I've struggled with very much. And so I have to really keep myself in check. Yep. Um, you know, not having that be the last thing my eyes are on when I'm going to sleep, right? This is something that, you know, we're coming from a place of sympathy because it is difficult. Um, but this is one that you got to be very, you, you brought up the, what it all, what all it keeps you from. And really think about that. If you're spending, yeah. even if you're not spending eight hours a day, four hours a day, you spend four hours a day on your phone. What are those four hours, you know, spent on your phone spent or that you could, what are you not doing That's with right. those four hours that you could be doing, but instead you're on your phone? And so I would encourage everybody watching this, yeah. just kind of take the evaluation and the iPhones, of course, have the screen time app yeah, to tell right. you how much, how long per day are you spending on your phone? And consider your attention span. Consider the yeah, fact that's that that's a big one. If, if you can't talk with somebody for 15 minutes without wanting to, you may have FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Uh, you may just struggle with really short attention span. We want to start lengthening that. Those that accomplish things in life have an attention span longer than five minutes yeah, and or five seconds. And we have to just have something in our face. And so I think that's a big portion or a big part of this as well. Um, I just think that it, it has such negative side effects to not live in the real world and to not really be checked in and to have to work on active listening and everything else because we're already thinking about what's on our phone. And right. You know, we feel the buzz and it's just constant dopamine rushes as well, especially if you're in or if you're on social media and you're getting dings right and left from likes and comments and everything else. There's such an addictive nature of like, I want to pull it out at all times and mm-hmm. I want to see it. Um, yep. Instead, focus on putting that down. And what I would say is maybe set some goals for yourself of like, I'm going to have a screen time that's below this amount yeah, that's or great. whatever it may be. Another practical thing I would say, like just have certain times where you're not going to pull it out at the dinner yeah. table. Don't pull it out. That's right. Especially you married guys, you're eating with your, your wife. Don't pull it out. Yeah. Have times, you know, it's, I'm not going to be on it after 9 PM or 10 PM or, or, you know, you set the goal and you set yeah. the boundary and then you stick to it. I think that's really big because again, we're not anti cell phone. I've no, got an no, iPhone, no, no, no. you know, we're not anti social media, but it's one of those things that if you let it run wild and you're completely unrestrained with it, you're probably going to fall into this vice. So this, this phone addiction of, Oh, always got to be binging YouTube. I always got to be right. watching Netflix. Always got to be playing an, an app or, or whatever. Once again, uh, it's not sinful. Uh, I can't tell you you're going to hell for that. I'm not, I don't think we're going right. to hell for this. It's just extremely unwise, and what are we missing out on yeah. by, by doing it? So we're going to get into the last one. And this one, we wrestled <laughs> with how we wanted to, what we even wanted to, in, like, what we wanted to title this portion of it. And I like what Will decided on, which is virtual promiscuity. Um, Will, get us into that. Yeah, so if you're young, you might be like, what is promiscuity? Basically being sexually immoral, like um, kind of sleeping around with people. And so virtual promiscuity would be the idea of, and I have been around high schoolers that are like this. They are texting, they are Snapchatting, they're DMing. Flirting with dozens of girls. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, you know, you you see them, you just glance over and their Snapchat screen has got 20 different, you know, streaks going or whatever with various girls and and it's something that a lot of young men specifically that's like their their bragging rights right like how many how many girls are you snapchatting who are you talking to and they're not sleeping with them right so we can say 
Well, it's not sin per se. They're not even maybe not it's even not, messing around with them. Yeah, maybe yeah. not even sexting. Like they're just they got them all on the line, all right? flirting they're, with them. They're ready know. to reel them in whenever they want. And I feel like that is. You're, uh, there's a specific name. I don't think we're allowed to say on the podcast. Right. For it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you are attention hogging, and and you are seeking for attention from all of well, these and why, girls. Yeah. And why it, do I guys do it? Just because it boosts their ego. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. You want to feel like you're the guy that's liked by everybody, and so if I get, you know, one is good, but if one is good, ten is better, and if yeah. ten is better, then twenty is twenty great. is great. Yeah. So you get on Snapchat, you get on Instagram, you get on TikTok, you get on all of these different these different places where you can go back and forth with them and again can i say you're sinning by talking with them no but be very careful be very aware it can certainly lead to sin that's exactly very quickly too and this is the godly young men podcast is it godly to have 20 young women on the line um just waiting to give you compliments and everything else because oh you're super cute and you kind of texting these cute selfies and everything else like (laughs) that's not what a man does godly young men like yeah not the emphasis on the young the emphasis on the men and that is a youthful vice for a reason. If if you continue that in a marriage, that's called adultery, uh, emotional yep. adultery, and that's a real problem. That's the other thing. That's really hard to turn off that's because exactly you think it. about what that does when you're Snapchatting, you know, dozens of people, and you're you're constantly obsessed with how many different girls you're talking to. It fosters an attitude of of kind of discontentment, discontentment and kind of an attitude yeah. of I'm Snapchatting this this really pretty girl, but there's a way way more attractive one that if I could Snapchat her, that's who I would be. Right. You know what I mean? And so it kind of fosters this, the grass is greener somewhere else mindset. Yep. So if you have that from the time that you're 13 all the way till you're 21 and then you get married, you're just going to what? Shut it off? Right. Like, oh, okay, I'm down to one person now. Probably not. Like that's very difficult to do. And so you don't want to foster this attitude of constant discontentment, constant who's the hottest girl I can talk to, who's right. the most beautiful girl I can Snapchat, grass is greener over here. That's very unhealthy. Well, it shows you have low self-esteem. Yeah, is, is what it goes back to. You're trying to boost your self-esteem by who you talk to uh, or who you're talking with. And that's the sign of somebody who, again, has very low self-esteem, ultimately. Sure. Uh, so we have to be aware of that. I mean, we, we really have to be aware of, like, why am I doing this? And once again, I come back to it for all of these. Why are we doing this? Why are these vices to begin with? Most of the time, we don't feel good enough in ourselves. And so we are getting tattoos so as to embolden ourselves or to make us feel tougher than we are. We are vaping because, you know, that's the cool thing to do and it's going to get us liked by people. We're gaming because this is how we talk to friends or this is where I can create my own avatar and be whoever I want to be. The phone addiction, we escape from the real world and from people actually knowing who we are. And so we can, again, online, we can present as whoever we want. Same thing with the virtual promiscuity of like, we can present as whoever. We can present as this ultra suave kid who just is, you know, cute and he's funny and he says all the right things. And in reality... We need that because we don't feel good enough ourselves. We need more and more attention um, and love to tell us we're worthy of love because we don't feel it ourselves. So all of these vices really go back to our own inability to give it to ourselves, Yeah. to love ourselves and to just be okay with who we are. And that you're not finding your value in God, finding your identity in God. And you think about the whole point of this podcast to be godly young men. That's right. We have to have the ability to look at things like this and say, okay, maybe they're not a sin. Should we be involved in them? Is it wise for us to to vape? Is it wise for us to Snapchat dozens of girls? Is it wise for us to constantly be on our phone? 
no, it's not wise. And so that's something that I want to encourage you because we didn't cover the gauntlet here. We didn't cover everything there is to cover when it comes to, to youthful vices. If you've got something that, that maybe you're considering being yeah. involved in, something that you're doing, ask, what are the merits of it? Ask, right. is this something a godly young man should be involved in? Don't ask, well, is it a sin? Okay, awesome. Then I'm going to go ahead and do it. Don't ask that. Ask, it's a great Will it make you more Christ-like? We're not anti-fun. We're not anti-video games. We're not anti, you know, um, Among Us or whatever the game was under there. Everybody was playing a few right. uh, few years ago now at this point. Um, we're not anti-social media. We're not anti these things. But goodness, be very careful with them and make sure that you are striving to be Christ-like in all things. That's the that's that's what we're asking for here. Anything else you'd add? No, no. I think that's it. We're here. We're striving to be godly. That's all this is about is, you know, let's be godly in all of our vices. And yes, we chose the ones specifically that aren't sins to make that exact point. We could have gone into alcohol. We could have gone into other things. Um, Yes, underage drinking is a sin. That's that's a problem. Porn was another one. one. Like these are vices. We realize, as you said, we're not covering the gauntlet. But these are ones we specifically chose that you can't point to and say, that's a sin. They're unwise. They're they're taking us away a lot of times from being the godly men that we can be. Yeah. And um, so no, I think that's that's fantastic. So I think we're gonna wrap right there. Good luck to your boy tomorrow night. Uh, you know, hope it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm rooting for you. He, they knocked out my Lakers, but man, that, that's a bummer. But yeah, Nikola Jokic is really really good. So um, good luck to the good luck to the thank Nuggets. you thank you thank you. Um, I think we're gonna wrap right there. We will be back as always. Uh, hope everybody's having a really good summer so far. It's just getting rolling. Um, but yeah, hope everybody uh, will continue to let us know what feedback you have, what comments you have, yep. if there's something um, maybe we left out that you'd like to add as far as, hey, you forgot this one. What do you guys think about this? We'll do episodes based on y'all's suggestions. So if you have yep. something you're like, hey, would you would you guys cover this? Odds are we probably will. Yep. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, but as always, we very much appreciate you listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Godly Young Men Podcast. Thanks for watching.